Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. In our fourth series, we'll be taking the steer from you, our listeners, answering frequently asked questions about life at Downhouse. We'll be looking at 11 plus and 13 plus entry, our sixth form, full boarding, and of course, our school in Sauveterre in France. In this episode, we speak to Mr. Matt Godfrey and Lauren and Elfrida in our lower sixth about all girls boarding. So, Mr. Godfrey, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about today. Here we are recording this on a Saturday afternoon in March. How does a typical Saturday look for you? Yeah, it's been a wonderful day. It's a beautiful spring day. I began my day today with my upper fifth. That is my year 11 English set because I'm an English teacher. They're busy revising, getting ready for their actual GCSEs. And then we had a very busy open morning today. We had uh, around 50 families coming to look around. And, uh, and actually, I've been watching a little bit of lacrosse this afternoon because it's our national uh, tournament this, this weekend. Oh, that's good. We've got some good weather going on. Tell us a little bit about the open morning. How did that actually go then? It went very well. One thing I I do love about Downhouse is that the girls here are great ambassadors for the school and and they really enjoy talking to our prospective families about about what it's like for them being here. And that's really the main thing I think the parents want when they come to an open morning is to meet actual Downhouse girls. So that was great. And um, the prospective pupils we met today were absolutely delightful and, you know, very excited to be here looking at their future school. Awesome. Awesome. That does sound good. Mr. Godfrey, we're going to come back to you shortly. But in the meantime, we're going to find out what life is like for Lauren and Elfrida. Hello, girls. How are you both doing today? I'm fine, thank you. I'm very good, thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Lauren, tell us a little bit about how your day is looking today. I mean, what does a typical Saturday look like for you? Usually I have... A sports match. I've actually just come from a netball match, last one of the season. And this morning I had lessons followed by an open morning, which I was touring in. And uh, after this, I plan on doing some work. And what sort of work are you planning on doing later on, Lauren? Um, well, revision for exams next term. And we have house music coming up next term as well, which I'm leading. So I'm going through the vocal ensemble with some girls in mixed age houses, which is uh, girls 13 to 16 tonight. And tell us a bit more about that vocal ensemble. What is it you're singing there? So every year Downhouse has house music and there is a solo, a vocal ensemble, an instrumental ensemble and a whole house song. I'm leading the vocal ensemble and whole house song. I think this year's theme is inspiring women. And we've decided to pay tribute to Amy Winehouse by singing Valerie in our vocal ensemble. So we've organised a pizza treat night to go through during our rehearsals as well. Awesome. That does sound pretty good. That sounds very good. Elfrida, tell us a little bit about your weekend and this Saturday. How's everything looking for you? Yeah, so this morning I had a German lesson because I'm taking German A-level. And I also did the touring today with Lauren. um, And that was an amazing opportunity. And I was touring a family uh, and the daughter is hoping to come for 13 plus. So I taught around the school and showed her all the departments and I'm planning this weekend to do some revision as well. And I'm currently working on with the Language Ambassadors, which I'm part of, for our upcoming new Language Ambassador magazine. So we're collecting articles, interviews from members of the school, teachers, and yeah, pretty much everyone. And it's really exciting. And when you're giving a tour for people that are looking around, what sort of questions do you find that people typically ask you? 
I think most of the time they ask us about our lives at Downhouse and what we do on a day-to-day basis. It quite varies uh, depending on the year group you're in. So I was touring with a girl in the low four, so she has a very different timetable to me. But I feel like in sixth form you're more independent and you can take up the, the work you want to do and you sort of navigate your way and do extra stuff, which I love doing additionally to the subjects I do. And when you say lower four, just for people outside of Downhouse, what's that in real money? So that's year eight. Year eight. Okay, got it. Thank you for that, Elfrida. Now, Mr. Godfrey, I wonder whether I can ask you, what's your view of single sex education? I mean, here we are in 2022. Sometimes girls' schools tend to go co-ed, so the boys and girls there. But, but what do you see as being some of the main benefits of a single sex school, of girls' school staying as a girls' school? Yeah, so I'm very much not an ideologue in this respect. I've been very lucky. I I myself am the product of a single-sex education. I've worked in various different types of schools, co-ed and single-sex, and here I am in an all-girls, all-boarding school. I I think the short answer is that single-sex schools for girls, you know, suit certain girls exceptionally well. And um, I think you have to look at it at an individualistic level. I mean, there are many advantages. Maybe I'll start with one from my point of view, the teaching point of view. Um, as I say, I've taught in different schools. I, I am loving teaching in an all-girls school. You know, in a moment we'll hear from the girls, but they do enjoy working and living together. And, um, you know, they are very conscientious. They do want to aspire. They do want to succeed. And that is my experience teaching here uniformly across the girls I I teach. But at at the same time, they, they, they want to enjoy themselves. And I think there is something perhaps even a little magical, mysterious about a single-sex education, which enables them, uh, without feeling too self-conscious, to really throw themselves into school life here, not, not only on the academic sphere, but the co-curricular as well. So I think there is that. And I, I think there is a, a tendency for people to think that schools should in some way replicate the real world, which of course is co-ed. But I, I don't subscribe to that point of view. The fact is that schools are schools and they're not... Uh, the same as the the real adult world. And I think in a slightly paradoxical way, single-sex education actually prepares people possibly better for the co-educational world. In what ways do you mean that then? I mean, about how girls might be better prepared if they're being brought up in a school which is girls only? Well, I think at at the core of what I'm saying is is personal confidence. Uh, And as I just repeat what I said, that it is an individual thing and, and people have to make their own minds up. But the girls I witness here at Down House are in an environment, I believe, where they can feel confident and uh, not too self-conscious and able to explore all sorts of avenues that possibly they wouldn't be able to explore in a co-ed environment. The upshot of that is that when they leave this school, they are confident. They have had enough breadth of experience in a a whole wide range of different things, academic and non-academic, that launches them off into the world so that they can do whatever they want to do with with confidence. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And one of the other things you mentioned was about co-curricular. How do you see that being different in a girls-only environment? Well, in in some ways, it it isn't any different. I've worked in a co-ed school for most of my career. There's certainly probably a little more going on in this school than in many other co-ed schools in terms of co-curricular. I I think sometimes people naively think, oh, because there's only one gender in the school, that that is in some way limiting. I mean, I was talking with the girls earlier about 
the fact that we're about to put on a production of Lord of the Flies, which is really an all-boys play, but in fact it's just got an all-female cast. So there's no reason, really, for the fact of single sex to, to limit what girls do. Some people may have an old-fashioned notion that, oh, well, what about football and rugby? Well, if the girls want to do those sports here, then they can, and that there is quite a, a flourishing football scene here. So it's just my experience, uh, having worked in co-ed and single-sex schools, that there are certain myths that sort of develop about what girls can and cannot do in co-ed single-sex environments. I, I don't really see it. You know, I, you'd need to ask the girls here, but I think they, they would say that they have plenty of choice here and lots of different avenues to pursue. Well, there we go, girls. Mr. Godfrey saying that we should really be asking the pair of you. So let's hand across to you two, because I think it's fairly predictable that a, that a member of the senior leadership team in the school is going to be speaking fairly positively about the idea of, of the benefits of girls only in a girls only environment. But what's it like from your point of view? Lauren, tell us a little bit about what life is like for you as a girl in a girls school. Well, I joined Downhouse and Remove, so year seven, and I went to a single sex school beforehand as well. So it's quite a swift transition for me. And I would say I've definitely benefited from single sex schools my entire life because I feel as though my confidence has been able to have been boosted just through the wealth of experiences we have at this school alone. And to further what Mr. Godfrey said, in terms of co-curricular, I myself, I'm in the main cast in Lord of the Flies. And when we're performing and rehearsing, it's really clear to see that there is no limit to just because of your gender, what what you can take on in the aspect of co-curricular or extracurricular or even academics at the school. And I think that Downhouse really provides a lot of options and paths for you to explore so you never feel as though you're being limited. And for a single-sex school, it definitely teaches you the importance of validation within yourself as opposed to validation from others, which I think is a useful tool for World Beyond Downhouse. Lauren, tell us a little bit more about that validation. What do you mean exactly by that? Downhouse is a very well-rounded school and I think that academically we've always been told that our validation comes from ourselves, and we set our own goals and our own targets and when you get to sick form it becomes very self-driven. Your passions and your desires and your hobbies, you are the forefront of that kind of driving where you want to go with what you're doing and by having all this choice and freedom at Downhouse, I think that you're allowed to hone in on what you want to do and not feel that you have to kind of conform to what other people may or may not want you to do and you can truly just be who you want to be and explore your skills and strengths which will come in handy in the world of work later. Okay this is really good to hear because a couple of the things that you've been saying here is about Downhouse providing options and there being choice and there being freedom. These are great words that are coming through but I imagine that some other schools might say that they provide options and choice and freedom for the students in their school as well and, and maybe that's a co-ed school. Tell us a little bit about how being a girls' school, you get those extra choices and those extra elements of freedom. I think with being a single-sex school, they really drive the importance of individuality and how important it is to be your own person. So whilst obviously mixed schools have a lot on offer, by being a girls' school, I think we push those boundaries of certain limits that are associated with aspects of sport. As Mr Godfrey said, like we have our own football team, we also play cricket, and we teach from a very young age that anything anyone can do, you can do and better. So why not explore that at school? Love it. It's a great answer. Elfrida, tell us a little bit about individuality. I mean, that's one of the words there that Lauren's just been talking about. What's your take on that at Townhouse? So I joined Downhouse in year nine uh, and I was previously in a day school and it was a co-ed school in Belgium. 
so it was completely different to Downhouse, and I've been in co-ed schools my whole life all throughout the world, so it, it was a completely shift of perspective in the educational system. But I feel like mm. there's, there's so much on offer at Downhouse here. And, for example, I am doing some sports which would be more commonly associated to, you know, boys doing them. So I've taken up fencing and kickboxing, which just started this year, and I'm absolutely loving it. And there's so many other opportunities like this where, you know, we're able to do what we want to do. And as Lauren said, in the sixth form especially, you're sort of the one who chooses your pathway. For my A-levels, I'm doing French, German and design and technology. And although we're only two girls doing design and technology, and it would be more of a subject associated to being done by boys, I'd say, there's so much support towards us and I really encourage you know girls in the upper school or in the lower school to take this subject up. Awesome that's really good Elfrida and great that you're getting stuck into fencing, kickboxing and, and design technology that sounds fantastic. Um, Mr Godfrey I wonder some people say that in a in a girls school girls can stay as children for longer is that something that you subscribe to? I don't think it is no I, I mean I, I would say that there is no hurry to to grow up you know it rather depends what you mean by being young of spirit or young of mind I in some ways I think that's something to be celebrated I don't see why people should necessarily in a great hurry to grow up into adults but at the same time you know my experience here and I would think the experience of many people in my situation is, is that is that the girls are mature you know they they are generally more studious and more aspirational than many of the pupils I've taught in the in the past even in schools that are co-ed and, and more academic on paper at least so I don't think it is a case that they simply don't grow up as quickly because they're in a single sex environment but there are certain aspects of their development that are cherished for perhaps longer because they're in this environment and I think that's something that they they enjoy. And tell us about the opportunities that girls have in a girls school to still collaborate with boys from other schools. Yeah, that's something close to my heart, actually, because we have actually been developing a strategic alliance with Radley College, which is an all-boys, all-boarding school not too far from here. And we, we have actually long-standing links with lots of boys' schools, but that, that is the one we're closest to uh, currently. Yeah, so we just have a quite a wide-ranging partnership with them across academic, uh, co-curricular and social activities. One event we're looking forward to next term is we're having a group of year 10 and year 12 boys from Radley come down uh, to join year 10 and year 12 girls here. We're going to have a humanities symposium whereby they, they talk uh, cross-curricular across four different humanities subjects. And I think it'll be a really stimulating evening. And it's, it's going to be academically aspirational, but also have a little bit of a novelty twist to it as well, because they'll be getting to know each other at the same time. So there's that. Um, I mean, there's been historical links on a social level with Radley. Um, very often, the girls will have opportunities to either go to Radley or the Radleyans will come down here. We're doing more and more co-curricular. There's going to be a mixed doubles tennis tournament early next term. The boys at Eton come and play the girls uh, at lacrosse. Uh, yeah, there's endless, endless options. Yeah, so, so what we're trying to do, and it's really coming from the girls, that they, they helped me to develop the link with Radley. And they want to celebrate the best of what is single-sex education, but at the same time have the opportunity to socialise and intellectualise with, with uh, the opposite sex as well. 
And Mr. Godfrey, you mentioned that you're also a member of the teaching staff as well as being deputy head. Tell us about the different ways or the ways that girls learn differently to boys in a girls-only school. Yeah, for sure. So girls are an absolute delight to teach, partly because they're very collaborative in their learning. They, they want to talk to each other and to the teacher. They are aspirational and, and they are conscientious. And, you know, they're, they're really interested in what they're doing. So, so at an intellectual but also at an emotional level, I would say that my pupils here are more advanced with respect to their age than, than pupils I have met elsewhere. And I think the other thing to bear in mind about single sex is that people think possibly that because it's single sex, then gender stereotyping is, is more common. But in fact, the opposite is true because there isn't that comparative element here. So, for example, here, girls will tend to migrate more easily to, to subjects that might be considered to be traditionally male domains, the maths, the STEM subjects, the science. They, they are flourishing here. So I think uh, in terms of individuals, they, they work at a, at a more advanced level generally than their male counterparts, at least in the teenage years. And also the environment they're in allows them to flourish in whichever subject they wish without fear of constraint or, or stereotype. No, that makes perfect sense. Lauren, Elfrida, is that something you'd agree with? Would both of you agree with that? Yes, I, I definitely would agree with what Mr. Godfrey is saying. I think that at Downhouse, there's never really a sense of restraint and a, a lot of freedom in terms of you owning your academic ability and your academic improvement and development. And that's definitely reflected mm -hmm. through the performance of girls in STEM at Downhouse. A lot of my friends when they came into A-level, were really keen and eager to take on STEM subjects. A lot of them are very keen to also go into medicine. And I think that's uh, something that's quite phenomenal. OK, and Mr Godfrey, if anyone's got any questions about Downhouse, about being in a girls' school, if they wanted to get in touch with you and ask you any follow-up questions, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, by all means, that would be great. Uh, really just to make contact with me by phoning the school and, and, and fixing a time. And I'd love to chat to anybody who's interested. OK, well, that's great to hear. Well, Mr. Godfrey and Lauren Elfrida, thank you all, all of you for being on this episode of the podcast. It's great for you to take time out and great for you to speak to us. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.